tonight. From wherever in the world you are listening, the big hand for your host, here's Ainsley. This will definitely be aired, and there will be more, because I'm an organized person. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but, you know, anything could happen, Ainsley. You could, you could leave here and be gored by a... a some sort of Swedish saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. It could emerge from the tundra <laughs> and plunge its teeth into your flesh, and then that's it. And then the podcast plague is struck again. So we don't yeah. we don't know. You may have all the best of intentions, but it's it's hard to say exactly where this goes. The, the imagery of a saber-toothed tiger kind of mauling its way through birch and pine, <laughs> just <laughs> launching towards me and slashing at my throat as I'm bleeding out across loads of pine needles and blueberry bushes i don't i don't see that happening you're quite away with words i would uh i would buy this audiobook <laughs> what's the prequel <laughs> happens in 10 years right well they always say that like the most beautiful sentence in the english language is like you know rapping at the cellar door or whatever but i think you may have surpassed it with the saber-toothed tiger just boring through pine and birch <laughs> uh, to get at your your jugular vein i, th I think the picture has been painted <laughs> it's in my mind and welcome to Price Tag Pod, where we attempt to put a price tag on your dignity. I'm your host, Ainsley Blakely-May, and I'm joined by my guest for this evening. My next guest puts the VIP in the Viper, the CEO in the Chokeslam, and the dude in the Dudley Brothers. Ladies and gentlemen, can you smell what my next guest is cooking? <laughs> well, you better, because a can of pass is about to be released. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Eric Donaldson. How are you, sir? Hello, I am doing so well. And may I say, calling them the Dudley Brothers gives them such more of an air of sophistication that I never knew that they had until right now. I like the idea that if people have never watched WWWF, that just went right over their heads. Oh, yeah. Was this yeah, guy a chef? <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, they sound like, like are they a filmmaking duo? Or are, they, are they in charge of the Matrix or whatever? But, uh, but yeah, no, these were all wrestling things you said, which right. I know. And anyone of any level of sophistication, I'm sure, would pick up on as well. Anyone that likes muscly men in Lycra <laughs> would understand those references. <laughs> right, yeah. Anyone 80s who, mustaches yeah. and mullets. <laughs> these are all the best things in life. And, and we, we've touched on them within the first you know, minute of this recording, which I think bodes well for us. I believe in a nice concentration, you know, just as much content in as much as possible. Right, exactly. Just hit, get them with the hits early. You sink your claws in them, <laughs> and then and then they're hooked for the whole whole rest of the thing. I have some very off the cuff, unconventional questions. I just want to ask you real quick. This is not something <laughs> that I normally do. Okay. Um, a tomato is it a fruit or a vegetable? Are you asking for my opinion or like what it actually is? Opinion. <laughs> my, I, didn't know, uh, I didn't know opinions overweigh facts nowadays. Well, I mean, like there's certain things like uh, corn is is a fruit, apparently. Corn is a fruit. That, I believe that, corn is a fruit. Okay. So I know it's not your question, but I believe corn is actually a fruit. But like realistically, corn's a vegetable. Like you wouldn't put corn in like a fruit salad. Uh, it's for me, fruit and vegetables is like they go in specific dishes. Like if you would make like a conventional salad with say like lettuce or blah, 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 blah. Like those things are really vegetables. So I think by that same logic, I think technically a tomato is a fruit, but I, I would consider it to be a vegetable because I would put it on say like a burger or 
in pasta or something like that. Most fruits I would probably not put on those things. Yeah, that, that's exactly my point. And again, cucumber, fruit or vegetable. I think it's the, I think it's the same, isn't it? I think a cucumber is also technically a fruit, but realistically, I consider it to be a vegetable. Yeah, exactly. So those two things are both fruits, but you wouldn't see them in a fruit salad, for example, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. But pretty much all the salads I consume have both those ingredients. So therefore, do I eat fruit salads? Uh, I mean, not by a conventional, it's always about a reasonable, per, reasonable person's standard. And going by the reasonable person's standards, you're just eating a normal salad with vegetables that are erroneously be considered uh, fruits at the moment. But uh, again, a, a normal human being wouldn't, wouldn't think of it that way. The whole world is upside down, isn't it? Fruits and vegetables and such. It's like this, the difference between having like a, a gazpacho is essentially a cold soup. But when, yeah. is, it, when is it a smoothie? <laughs> where are the lines it's so funny that you're asking me these things specifically about like tomatoes and about cucumber i didn't know that that a lot of these things that were considered to be actually fruits weren't vegetables until literally two months ago yeah it's one of those things that as you get older you learn and it's just information that you have mm-hmm. and then you're like all right well you know my life was wrong for the first 20 26 years you know right Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, it's always a matter of learning. And I hope that we're going to be doing a fair amount of learning here today on, on your fine program. Yeah. And that is leading into my question for 10 bucks for 24 hours, all you can eat are salads. Uh, okay. $10 for 24 hours, all I can eat are salads. Are we saying... You've said before that salads aren't something you enjoy. It's just something that you consumed so that you yeah. remain healthy and a functioning mm-hmm. human being. Sure. So then it becomes like, do you accept as part of the definition of a salad, kind of the wider, like if something is called salad, is that like a potato salad, for example, is not realistically a salad, but we call it potato salad. Like, does that count? Yeah, you can, you can use a starch. I mean, you can have potatoes and pasta, but I, I'm not going to allow you a chicken Caesar salad. I mean, come on, can't be that oh, generous. Man. Not even chicken Caesar. I wasn't even thinking of chicken Caesar. I was just thinking of like a like a mayonnaise filled potato salad. So I'm assuming then taco salad is off the table as well. What the hell is a taco salad? <laughs> it's uh, it's basically you don't have the tortilla, and it's just the meat <laughs> of the taco and the cheese of the taco. It's just it's everything about a taco with without a tortilla. That's a taco salad. And if you put that on nachos, is that a nacho plate? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. See, you're getting it. You're, you're catching on really fast. Uh, for $10, <laughs> yes, I could do that. Uh, even if it were just talking like a normal salad of, say, like spinach and a dressing and, you know, uh, tomatoes or whatever. Sure, I could, do, I could do that for $10. If I allow you starches, could I give you $6 instead? Do I have the option of doing either one? Yeah, you don't have to have starch. I would rather do, I would take the $4 and not have a starch for that one day. I mean, it's only 24 hours. I could live with that. Breakfast would be weird, but. $10 is yours. Your breakfast would be weird. Yes. Weird salad breakfast. I mean, a fruit salad would be quite nice to start your day. Yeah, that's true. I definitely eat a lot more vegetables than I do fruits. Fruits have always kind of weirded me out. I'll do smoothies on occasion, but that's like it for the most part. Well, I thought the exact same until I found the information out earlier that we just discussed. Was this a today revelation? You know, I don't know my percentages. I don't know like, if I'm more <laughs> fruit-based or plant-based or what. I realize that a lot, of, a lot of vegans are saying that they're plant-based, but 
I, I don't believe so. More like bean based, more than anything else, or just starch based in general. Yeah. And if I mean, if we're full disclosure around food stuff, I'm not 100% sure that I know what a lentil is. <laughs> um, just throwing that out there to the world. Well, you made it this far in life without knowing what a lentil is. I guess you can <laughs> keep going. True. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. But that, if I haven't died from a lack of lentil knowledge yet, I'm probably going to be okay. That's a good way of thinking about it. <laughs> so, reading that you were, how old did you say you were? Let me get the cup again. Anyway, you are of a certain age. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am of an age. So you are of an age. Yes. Um, you're born timeless. in somewhere in the mid 80s therefore you were a teenager during the late 90s what are your fondest memories of the turn of the century oh gosh um i mean for me i would have been like early high school that sort of era so and not to keep like harping on this because i do like other things that aren't this but like wrestling was so cool back in that time with the you know flipping dudes off and the suck it and everything i i, I was so into wrestling in the 90s to the point where i used to dress up uh, like a, a guy by the name of Chris Jericho. I don't know if anyone <laughs> listens. So he used to wear like very shiny, uh, bedazzled sort of button-up shirts. And so for a long time, my my wardrobe in high school was very similar to that of, of Chris Jericho. Isn't that King Charisma, right? Some, yeah, basically. Something we'll, like we'll, that. I don't think anyone's actually called him that before today, but you you say it was such panache that then he will be called that from now on. I remember he was obsessed with being like no the charismatic kid, wasn't that what he's he was obsessed I mean, with being charismatic. I remember that part. Yes. And he was. He was a super charismatic and still is to this to this day. But yeah. uh but yeah, no, he was like um there was Monday night uh, Jericho instead of Monday night nitro or whatever. Uh, Roz Jericho, et cetera. But yeah, his, yeah. his shirts, if, if anyone has a chance, look up Chris Jericho shirts, late nineties. I didn't do the weird top knot thing that he did, but I very much tried to emulate his clothing style. So I was more big on like the Hardy brothers. <laughs> they also dressed uh, in a very funny way. They had a lot of mesh shirts. I don't know if you replicated that. Yeah. Meshy, like fishnetty things, really strange. Yeah. And they always and did this weird finger gesture, which was like air guns. <laughs> <laughs> the the women loved it. Did you wear jinkos back back then? No, I'm not of an age where I was dressing like that. I mean, late, I, I late also... 90s, I was like, who? I don't know, five, <laughs> five year old in mesh clothing. <laughs> <laughs> if if anyone would have seen you out in public as like a five year old kid wearing a mesh shirt and jinkos, they probably would have called child protection. I was kind of a fat kid, so I looked like a sack of onions, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Just mesh. That would have been a good look. Oh, gosh. I like that a lot. 25 bucks. For the next week, you can only watch episodes of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and That 70s Show. Uh, um... Did you watch any of them at the time? I think I watched both of those mm. at the t at the time. Yeah, I, I definitely watched some Fresh Prince. I definitely watched that '70s show. So uh, you said this is for a week, and it's for twenty five dollars. Correct. Oh gosh, I mean, I'm not like excited about this proposition. Like, I could do it, but I, uh, I'm really kind of. Am I? Uh, <laughs> I tried to be fairly generous in the way that these shows have a lot of episodes. I could have given you Freaks and Geeks. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a that's a good point. So, I'm not allowed to watch movies. 
can I like read books at all? Or like if I'm go if I need any sort of entertainment, it has to be an episode of Fresh Prince for that 70s show. Um, I guess you could read books. Uh, I don't know if people do that, I guess. I mean, I'd, I, I would I would like feel really put out doing it. But I like at a certain point, there's only so much shenanigans between Red Foreman and his son, Eric, that you can take for a, a week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess I would do that. It's fine that there's where I feel like it's a very first world thing for me to like complain about it. So I'll just say, yes, I can do that. Could you do it for twenty two dollars? Uh, yeah, I could do it for twenty two. That's fine. Yeah, I'll give you twenty two. Okay. Which one would you be looking at more? Um, I think I probably liked that 70s show more. I think for the most part, I'd probably be primarily watching that 70s show. And then like if I needed like a palate cleanser, I'd, I'd watch a few episodes of Fresh Prince. I think that would probably be my my formula going into that. I have no idea which ran longer. And neither do I. They're probably about the same, though. I think this may be the, the first and only podcast that has classified DJ Jazzy Jeff as a palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I stand by that. Uh, you know, he he he's like a nice tall glass of water. You know, you need something to kind of like refresh the palate, move forward to something else. DJ Jazzy Jeff, hard to beat. <laughs> they, they recast the mom Vivian, too, I think. So you could also, you know, throw that in there. Yeah, it's so interesting, like seeing Aston Kutcher at that point, and then his career progression ever since then, to like the butterfly effect, and then all of a sudden, Two and a Half Men, and all of the weird yeah. rom coms in between. I mean, they all kind of went in weird directions. Like uh, Wilmer Valderrama was like a huge deal for a little bit. Who knows what he's up to now? Probably, I don't know, digging ditches someplace. And then <laughs> uh, Topher Gray, which that's always a weird name, Topher. You know where it comes from, though, right? Isn't it a sh- the? It's the shortened version of Christopher, but he shortened the the different the other side of it, right? Yeah, that's what happened. I don't know. It's, like, yeah, do parents just, do that? <laughs> just take Chris. You know, everybody <laughs> right. loves Chris. Everybody loves Chris. I mean, I know some Chris's who like don't like being called Chris, but the it's a little pretentious to go the other end, and I refuse to believe that when like he was just like a little kid that his parents were calling him Topher around like that, that had to be like a junior high, high school decision where he's like, I'm Topher now. And then people just yeah. like sighed and were like, okay, you're Topher. The strange thing is like, there was a Christopher in my school growing up, um, an American family and they called him Kit. Hmm. And I was like, where'd the, where'd that come from? That's not, that's not an abbreviation. That's just like, Oh, you took some of the letters. Right. And you that's, just decided that that's a weird one. Well, there are like traditional, like uh, not Kit. That one is very bizarre. But there's some names where it's like, oh, I'm going to call this kid who's, you know, Jonathan. I'm going to call them Jack. And it's just like, well, that's that's a different that's a different name. But yeah, some of them I don't understand kind of where they evolved from or where they kind of branched off into those weird nicknames. Yeah, the weird part is it was the parents that called him Kit. He didn't decide that himself. He wasn't just like an angsty kid. He was like, I want to be called that. It's like, so the, you wrote down Christopher on the birth certificate and went, Kit. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Kit. <laughs> I mean, they, they were American as well. So whenever I was like, that's a, well, how did they come up with that? And I went, oh, they're American. That's what they do. I was like, okay. That was my introduction to your beautiful country. Oh, thank you. Good. <laughs> well, the perfect introduction. R- writing Christopher and saying Kit. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to America. 
Now, 2020 was an incredibly divisive year politically, even the state of Washington. But can you guess which issue was the most bipartisan issue discussed in the Senate? Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't. I don't, I don't know. This is a very factual episode. I'm enjoying this. Actually. Okay, good. I'm glad that I'm such a beacon of knowledge that I can help shed light on all these things. So one of the most bipartisan issues discussed in the Senate is the global decline in bee colonies. Okay, yes, of course. Would you, would you think the conservatives are worrying about the bees? My assumption would be no. They are. Oh. I didn't, yeah, apparently. I don't know. I guess they have to represent farmers and the Midwesterners too. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of their crops require cross-pollination, so it makes total sense. Okay, sure. Yeah, I can get behind that. I, I have a friend whose father uh, is a beekeeper now. Okay. That, that's a progress, or is that a sidestep? <laughs> I mean, what was he doing? Was he a lawyer and was like, I don't want to do this anymore? He was a, a uh, PE teacher, a gym teacher at a junior high, a local junior high here, and then he retired from that and got into beekeeping. So I don't, I don't know. That's probably a lateral move, but I'll, I'll let people decide for themselves. But I mean, I'm, I'm pro bee. I'm kind of anti wasp. <laughs> I mean, I, because I don't see the function of those in in a diverse ecosystem. I understand that bees need to exist. I would not classify myself as pro bee, but I'm very neutral bee. Like I, t I don't want to go out of my way to like mess with them. But, uh, but yeah, bees I'm kind of not into, but I for sure hate hornets, wasps, yellow jackets. I have no idea if there's a difference between those three things that I said, but I do not like those at all. So 50 bucks. Would you drop kick a wasp's nest wearing a beekeeper suit? <sighs> We're talking like a wrestling drop kick or like a... <laughs> A drop kick, yeah, <laughs> like a leaping in the air, feet first, like kicking of a of a, a suspended nest. Here, is that what we're getting at, or or am I allowed? To, is this like a football punt sort of for thing? For some for some reason, RVD entered my head, like the leapfrog. <laughs> <laughs> Can I Van Daminator this hornet's nest with a steel folding chair? Is that allowed? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe you could. Um, hmm. JBL clothesline? No, a clothesline um, from hell. Yeah. Let's do let's do a Charlie Brown. Let's do um. A drop kick, a good old, um, or maybe a, uh, I don't know any American football names. Drew Brees, does he kick things? I don't, I don't know what people do. Any, anyone that you would have heard of that plays football doesn't kick anything. Like, and that's true. <laughs> like, that's true, there's no it? famous kickers in, well, there's one. There's one somewhat famous kicker. I think he's like a talking head on ESPN now. But anyway, uh, I know what you mean. Let's see. Okay. How was the amount of money? $50. $50 for dropkick. Okay, I'm wearing a bee suit. I'm assuming that like your standard answer is whether or not like bees can actually get in. Hey, it's a bee suit. Like they'll probably get out most of them, but maybe one or two will get in, that sort of thing. I, I yeah, that's normally the question, and you've answered it for me. You can <laughs> you can take my show on from here. Perfect. Yeah, just give me the list of questions I'll I'll ask myself <laughs> and then respond to them. Uh I hate bees. I really, really, really hate bees, hornets. Anything with a stinger, I, I cannot stand them. But if I had the suit, I would definitely feel empowered to do it. So I, I'm going to I'm going to say yes, but like if one bee got in there, I would be flipping out. I would be very upset. I mean, that's the thing. There has to be a risk element. Otherwise, you know, the monetization process doesn't quite function. So, you know, this <laughs> is non- this isn't tested, you know. That's how this show works? God damn it. 
Yeah. I would I would have never agreed had I known that there was going to be a risk reward situation to this whole thing. I thought it was just, you know, free money, a cashier's check being sent to my home, you know, in a month's time, that sort of thing. I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to say yes. You know what? Yes, $50, I, I, would, I would hesitantly do that. Hesitantly. Yeah. So for $44, would you begrudgedly do it? <laughs> oh, gosh. I, uh, yes. And, I, okay, I'm going to say yes, I would do it for 44 but I want it on the record that I'm being very agreeable about these negotiations in these early rounds. Yes, you will receive one point in credit. <laughs> yes, yes. I do not know which point you'll be able to cash that in, or even if we have that. I mean, this will be a new category. You know, you'll have the leaderboard of money. You'll also have a leaderboard for points. So this will be one point of extra credit for me. I will be the number one ranked uh, price tag pod extra credit participant. So, far. oh, if you have heard any of Sylvester's episodes where he hosts, like he, his guests ask for jet skis. And like all sorts of other things. And at the end of the show, when he reels off how much they have saved, he also gives the whole list of things that they have also tallied up. So, so what you're saying is I need, I have some ground to make up in that category too. Perhaps hmm. depends which, uh, if you are for, if you want to put a price on your dignity with cash or with items, I, I think, okay, I'll give that some, I'm going to, for the remainder of this show, I'm going to think about what would, Arnold Schwarzenegger do in the running man. Um, I don't remember his character's name, but like, what would he do in those scenarios? And then, and then kind of take it from there. That's my, that's my guiding principle. Now, what do you like to drink? Are you a whiskey guy? Uh, I'm a beer guy. I, I love beer. I've gone on many vacations centered around beer. Like I've been to uh, Belgium where we went, went to some Trappist breweries and stuff. So I'm a huge beer guy. And he goes, um, I'm not a big, like, I'm not, I don't usually drink a whole lot of sour stuff. I tend to avoid those. Did you ever go to the Czech Republic as well? Or what other beer trips have you done? Yeah, yeah. On that same trip. So we kind of jumped around a little bit, but we went to the Czech Republic, we went to Prague specifically. Uh, we went to Munich, went to the Hofbrauhaus, et cetera. Um, we've done a fair amount of traveling. I would say both coasts of the United States are like super big on craft beer and that sort of thing. So I, I've done a fair amount of, of beer trips uh, over the past, but I generally like I've, I've gotten accl uh, acclimated to IPAs, but sour beers, that sort of thing. Not so much just yet. $100 for the next week. The second you wake up in the morning. And I mean, just after your first conscious breath, you must take one shot of smoky scotch. Oh gosh. For a week. Yeah. I don't like that at all. No. Yeah, but that's it. Like, I don't have to keep drinking throughout the day. It's just one at the very start of the day. Just one at the start of the day. That's your wake up. <sighs> I mean, I don't drink coffee. I really don't drink caffeine at all. And it's not like I really drink. Like, usually I will eventually meander downstairs and like make a smoothie for myself. So what if I, or a uh, gazpacho? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I just have a shot of gazpacho and then, you know, call that good. Maybe some mm -hmm. gelato. Um and that's and that's my <laughs> that's the start to my day. Scotch. <sighs> okay, I'm just gonna. This is a little bit of world building for you about me. I can drink alcohol, like hard alcohol. It's fine. I can't like shoot it. Like my my throat refuses to open up. 
I don't know what that says about me as a human being, but like, I can't, I have to like sip on it. So for me, like this process of having the shot would probably take, I don't know, like five minutes of me just consciously kind of just taking little baby sips uh, of this, which I'm assuming by your standards are, is okay. As long as I just start my day with this thing. How about purely for the cartoonist um, aesthetic, <laughs> okay. I'll give you an extremely long, windy, bendy straw. <laughs> <laughs> So you wake up, you do that morning yawn, and then you put your mouth on the straw and suckle until it's gone. Okay. And so, and so, and so the cost of the straw is not being uh, <laughs> subtracted from, from the amount of money I'm making for this? <laughs> not currently. Okay, no. not yet. Okay, that's good. Uh, <laughs> I'm, go I'm going to say, man, I would hate it. I would really dislike that. But as long as I wasn't drinking, like the previous evening it should be fine i don't i tend not to drink as much now in my advanced age as i did when i was younger so i think if i if i knew about this a week in advance as long as i had that curly bendy straw uh, i could i could pull this off for a hundred dollars could you put it off for 85 dollars? see okay all right i i i knew i knew that's lower than i thought you were gonna go ainsley that's lower than i thought you were gonna go i thought you were gonna go higher i n no not for 85 i i would how about how about 95 how about 89 and we bring it to like a famous grouse or a jameson's <laughs> i don't drink enough whiskey I don't think I drink enough whiskey to like really appreciate the difference. And then like first thing in the morning, when I really care, how about it can be whatever whiskey. It doesn't have to be a fancy one and $92. I will agree to 92, but after this week, I'm taking the bottle away. Keep it. <laughs> you can keep the straw. Perfect. Okay. Have you had, uh, is peanut butter whiskey? Has that made its way to, to your neck of the woods yet so there's a process called fat washing which is pretty much what you've just explained so what you do is you mix something with a high fat content um peanut butter is one thing you can actually do avocados too um and what you do is you mix it with the whiskey like you basically blend it in and then you put it in a freezer and all the fat solidify rise to the top and you scoop it up and you have all of the flavoring still in the whiskey oh so that that's the the kind of molecular version of what you call peanut butter whiskey, but I don't think that is the same thing. I don't think so either. That's that's very fancy what you just mm. described. Fat, you, it's not fat shaming. What is it called? <laughs> fat shaming whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> this has a big fat dude that on, on the toilet on the label. Like here, drink this, you piece of shit. No, I just see the difference between like a Maker's Mark bottle and like a very slim like Galliano bottle, and it's just uh -huh. you know. They're insulting each other <laughs> right exactly like there's the ridges of just fat is over the top of the the belt line of the bottle that sort of thing but uh no i've never i've never heard of that but there's a big like peanut butter whiskey sort of contingent here uh i i actually i think i have at least one or two bottles of peanut butter whiskey upstairs right now as a matter of fact i can imagine it's good i may basically did like an almond butter which i mix with whiskey and then i did the fat washing thing and that was really nice. I also did it with hazelnuts like later on. And that just tasted like, like a liqueur, but with a lot of whiskey base. That sounds really good. That's probably a lot better than whatever it is I have sitting upstairs. I have no idea what you got upstairs. Uh, <laughs> what you have is better, let me tell you. Well, but maybe it is. Um, speaking of whiskey, do you also drink tequila? Are you a tequila guy? 
Uh, yeah, I had one really bad experience with tequila. Um, I was at a camping trip and like I had, so I, I went to Mexico by myself one time. It wasn't planned to be by myself, but it ended up being by myself. And on that, on that trip, I got super into tequila. I went to one really, really good tequila distillery for that whole summer. After that, I was like, I'm a tequila guy. This is really good. And I was like, oh, as long as I stick with tequila for like this whole night, I'll be fine. Turns out that is that is not correct. That is not accurate. You you are not fine when you when you do that. So uh, I I can do it in small doses. It's it's fine. So you understand that I'm trying. I very rarely actually try to link these questions together, but it felt so naturally today. Have you tried uh, Dwayne Johnson's tequila? The Rock. No, I want to. Uh, I have not, uh, but I've seen him. He shills it all the time yeah I, I don't have instagram but i hear that he's continuously drinking tequila on his instagram it's like how do you get any training done <laughs> you're on that treadmill with a bendy straw just... turns out tequila is is the number one it's like creatine but you know even even better for you maybe cuts it with cordyceps you know i don't know what he's doing with it. <laughs> that seems like a classic i'm pretty sure arnold did that back in pumping iron so i'm sure it's a tried and true weightlifting technique well, why is uh, The Rock so admirable to you? What is it that you like so much about him? Uh, he just seems like a, I mean, uh, such a good guy. I don't know. Like, uh, generally speaking, if you see somebody and they're like too nice or too giving of a human being, like you, you can't help but wonder like what, what's really going on underneath the, th- the surface. But I, I just, I, I see The Rock and like he's always posting like these motivational things, which for anybody else who's doing it, I would find it to be very uh, ham-fisted and corny. But for him, I just, I just think like there's so much, uh, you know, just genuine um, feeling behind it where I, I can't help but, you know, it doesn't inspire me as much as I wish that it would, but, but I, I just, I think he's a, a really good guy from everything that I can, I can tell. I feel that me and you are similar in certain ways in the way that uh, we watch an inspirational video and it actually just inspires us to be inspired, but we probably <laughs> won't be. Right. Exactly. Like, I wish I was up at four in the morning working out. And then the next morning, it's like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to drink my shot of whiskey instead. I will, I will admit that that sounds like a really cool idea and that's as far as I'm going to take it. Right, exactly. And, and if he does inspire somebody to actually do these things, like more power to him, that's awesome. I'm glad that he's going out of his way to do those things. But did you like him when he was in the wrestling ring? Oh yeah, I was a, he was like my favorite. Like back in yeah. the late 90s, I, I was definitely a rock guy over like say Stone Cold Steve Austin or something like that. The Rock was like my number one guy for a number of years. His trash talking was incredible. I, I still watch those videos to the day. Definitely. And I think, I don't know how long you kind of followed wrestling for or anything like that, but when he came back as a bad guy, because he was like a big Hollywood star, this was in like 2003, Ooh. that run of like six months was like the best character in wrestling in, in like all time. I have to go back and see that. You, you do. Yeah. You really do. He basically, there was a big promo where he was like, if you're going to boo me, you need to decide right now. But like, if you start booing me, we're going in a different direction and you're not going to like it. And then everybody boos him and he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the best promo work he ever did, which is saying something. Oh my God. Yeah. He's just so good in front of a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Live crowd, you know, and, and he's, he's one of the best of all time easily. 250 bucks. For the next month, your alarm clock is your roommate giving you a people's elbow. Okay. All right. So my roommate in this case would be my wife. She's yes. not, she's small. So that's good. 
Okay. So, and just, and because I know how this show works again, I've listened, I've listened to this. Yes. So basically I'm waking up at, because my wife is giving me a people's elbow. Yeah. And then I immediately have to drink whiskey from a curly straw. You have already answered that question. So that, that is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there going to be more stuff packed into my mornings? Because this is starting to get very busy, Ainsley. I don't, I don't this know. This is a heavy morning. This is a heavy week of morning. How long do I have to do the, the elbow thing for? This, this is for a month. This is for a month. Okay. So, so yeah. one, one week out of that month, I'm going to be then drinking whiskey out of a fun straw. <laughs> uh, okay. As long as it's not the elbow after the whiskey, that might be dicey. Oh, yeah. This would be better. So... I'm, I'm going to say yes, because in all likelihood, so if she's going to have to do this, she's going to do it the right way. Like this does not. So for anyone who's not followed wrestling, the you said people's elbow, correct? Yeah, I did. Okay. This is not just a regular old elbow drop. Like this isn't her standing up on the bed and just like falling on me. She has, she has to <laughs> run from one side of the bedroom to the other and then then leap on the bed then do the elaborate like hand gesture thing and then elbow drop so from that standpoint inevitably throughout that month there's going to be times when i wake up when she's doing the running back and forth and i think that would just be funny at least (laughs) for at least a few few times first few times what i want to do is i want to give you 220 but i don't know if you ever played the the wrestling games because in some of the games the grok has gloves and when he does this move, he takes a glove off, throw it to the ground, and then he does the elbow. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, if, if you're giving her the elbow pad that she can peel off of her elbow, yeah. <laughs> then I would I would happily accept the 220. That That's a fair deal because those I'm not reusing elbow pads. I've gets thrown out into the yard each time. <laughs> We're not reusing them because The Rock never would have. I feel like your wife has to weigh in here because she has to she has to get up like maybe t- five minutes before you. Like, fuck's sake, put the pads on, you know. She knows what she was signing up for. This is all part of the yeah. vows. She yeah. knew that I was going to be signing her up for, you know, game show contracts and stuff like that. So she yeah. she doesn't need to be involved in this. She knows what she what she agreed to back, you know, however many years ago. Always read the small print. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shouldn't have said yes. Shouldn't have said <laughs> I do. Of course, there was going to be a time where for a month straight, you needed to wake up 10 minutes before me so you could elbow drop. Well, two, two, 220 bucks your way. <laughs> One of the okay uh, on one of these I really need to go above because I've heard uh, I, not to keep harping on this but I'm familiar with this program and like I need to be I need to go up one of these times so I can't just keep going down uh, and yeah that, you're this in the is red not right for now you t- to like take pity on me I'm just I'm making sure that I know by saying this I'm manifesting this right now I need to go up on one of these you understand by you saying this to me it doesn't change the way that I am acting asking these questions. You're you're very. I don't know if you picked up on. You are secondary in this experience for me. I want to Correct. know for myself. <laughs> for myself, this is all for me. Yeah, uh, I'm looking in a mirror. I'm saying these things to myself right now, Ainsley. Eric, you need to go up on one of these. You need to haggle upwards. Uh, you've been too uh, uh, accommodating for, for these negotiations. It's time to go up. What I appreciate in this show is that people start off obviously because we are acquaintances when we begin. So yeah. you're trying your best to somewhat allow me some leeway because you everyone has a desire to be liked but halfway through the show when people realize oh that this guy we, we, we have a, a rapport going this is good and yeah. now i could be a little bit more demanding and negotiable you know 
So I always find the later questions people are like, hold on now. Right. Yeah, for sure. And there have been a few episodes that I've heard where people like right off the, the get go, they're like, I want $12 instead of $10. It's like, okay, yeah. I mean, you can argue about the extra $2, but yeah. uh, that's not going to get you higher on the leaderboard. It's all, it's all about those big ticket items towards the end, everybody. There we go. You heard it first. <laughs> that's the secret that Ainsley doesn't want you to know about. Okay. No, not at all. The big ticket items, those are the ones you got to go for. That's how you're going to get that sweet cashier's check in the mail one month after the recording. So I want to concentrate as much of our conversation about WWWF for this one section. And uh, I know I wanted to leave as much time as possible for this because I'm a big fan okay. of the WWF, WWE. Is there any moment specifically that you remember that you loved so much? Like specific catchphrases, specific characters, some like behind the scenes actions, you know? Anything particular that sticks out? Uh, I think, so I got into wrestling when I was a little kid. I would have been like five or six years old. So this would have been the late 80s, early 90s. The thing that I always think about when like, I think of pro wrestling when I was a little kid, the most notable storyline that I remember seeing was when the Cobra bit Macho Man Randy Savage. Like for me, that was incredible and insane and just something that I could always go back to and always sort of like relive a little moment of my childhood anytime I watch it. That's a pretty good one. I, I think that was a little bit before me. My earliest memory was probably Kane taking off his mask. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was a little bit after that. I remember that too. I was definitely watching at that point in time. You know that he is, um, he's in the Senate now, I think. Uh, he's, he's the a mayor. Mayor, of no mayor of Knoxville, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the Knoxville, Knoxville mayor. In fact, I think he's like, logo when he was running for office even had like a little flame on it as like a winking nudge uh to the voting <laughs> constituents of knoxville i think he still calls himself the big red machine because he was a conservative i think uh probably no that sounds yeah. right i think i think like i believe he is a part of the republican party i think he like at least in the past had like identified as a libertarian which i couldn't necessarily tell you the specific differences between a libertarian and a republican but i know that they do exist in some form or fashion i think that uh, libertarians don't eat fish <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i think that's right that's that is uh that yeah. is it they don't eat that is fish. fact mm -hmm. that's a factual statement. price tag pod T take it to the bank uh yeah. tomatoes they're fruit uh libertarians they don't eat fish, <laughs> fish. <laughs> oh okay 500 bucks yeah the next month, you can only talk in corny wrestling dialogue. So the whole take that opinion, fold it up sideways and stick it up your candy ass. That's the bottom line because Eric Donaldson said so. It doesn't matter what you think. All right. So like my real life work, I have to like run trainings for people. And usually I'm talking for like a full hour continuously. And I'm trying to think if there would be a way of me doing that in that... <laughs> in that environment and i don't know that there would be so can i get a pass for like that time and then just if i'm doing like if i'm just having a conversation with a human being then then i talk in wrestling catchphrases uh i want for some reason i want to stick with the month and the thing is i know that a month is a long time yeah so maybe let's just say out off hours for a month out of work okay Okay. You know, your, your wife walks into the kitchen and you're like, can you smell what Eric Donaldson is cooking? <laughs> I like that. A, I'm calling, I'm referring to myself in the third person. B, that I'm using my full name. Yes. Uh, every time. <laughs> just so, just so she knows who it is that she's dealing with. 
Yeah. Um, I like to say, wait, wait, sorry, Eric Donaldson, you say? Oh, okay. I'm just, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> clarifying. Yes. Not all the other Eric's running around here cooking dinner for us, but not Eric, Eric Donaldson specifically. Uh, okay. Here we go. Here, this is, this is, this is what I've been looking for this whole time. Okay. You said, how was this $500 you said? Yes. Okay. For the month. For the month. Let's say that I will include working emails. So emails to people that I will also use wrestling, but I'll, let's, let's go up to like maybe like 550. Just for the joy in my head, I can just imagine you're like, dear sir or madam, you can't see me. My time is now. <laughs> right, exactly. That's, that's how you would have to start each of those. Yeah, 550. You know what? I'm gonna give you that for right. sure. Yeah. All right, we're back. We're back up. We're we're going, baby. We're going up all the way to the top. Back in the black. That's right. There's so many amazing catchphrases in the WWE. I really tried to write them all down to remember, but this just. Oh, gosh, what is my favorite? Oh, I mean, the, all the rocks were were pretty. Some of the rocks were not good. Uh, like I remember for a, a specific point in time, he tried to get popcorn fart as a. Uh, as a catchphrase that didn't take as well huh. um oh the undertaker i remember i don't know why i'm thinking of all the bad ones instead of the good ones but uh, i remember the undertaker for like a week or two uh they started calling him booger red oh i don't remember that <laughs> wrestling has got such a rich rich history and tapestry of just weird yeah. things that have been said and done uh, that's why it's my favorite and hulkamania and hulkamaniacs Oh gosh, I can't. Yeah, he was my guy back when I yeah. first got in. The Hulk Hogan was definitely, and he actually got me back in actually in the '90s when he when he turned heel. So you like a good steak, right? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. How often do you treat yourself to good quality meats? Uh, I mean, steak. I probably have hmm, not that often maybe like once a month once a month and a half like it's it's fairly rare that i'll have steak but usually there's a protein like a chicken or salmon or something that i'm eating most days um that's funny because the next question was like for a month every steak you eat blah 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 (laughs) you just said you eat one steak a month damn it okay okay um oh let me just think this through here okay one thousand dollars the next 100 steaks you eat <laughs> okay all right great is about 30 seconds over your ideal temperature oh man okay see i thought and you and i'm sure you already knew where i thought you were going to go with that i thought you were going to be like you know blue or you know well done or something but you're just saying 30 seconds past yeah. my preferred because i generally as any reasonably minded person should, I usually go medium rare. Mm-hmm. So, and with 30, with 30 seconds, even I probably, when I cook my steaks, I'm not like super scientific about it. So I probably do this like regularly as it is now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll take that and add another 30 seconds. <laughs> right. Okay. Got it. Uh, and this also take, take your tolerable, like the tolerable, the tolerability, I guess. Take that amount and then just add 30 seconds on top. My next 100 stakes, it's all 30 seconds longer. I mean, yeah, because I'm not, I'm not pushing, I'm not pushing that medium to, to well done 
you know, stage too, too much. So I, seeing as how I'm sticking to medium rare, you know, at most it probably gets to like medium ish. So that's not so bad. I, yeah, I would do that. That's, that's fine. Sure. Absolutely. 900 bucks. And there's no other things to it. We're just going lower than that. Count me with something. Uh, uh, nine thirty six and and <laughs> and uh, no, just nine thirty six. I can't think of anything else to go with in that direction. Um, nine thirty and it's twenty nine seconds over. <laughs> Deal. You got yourself. No way. I just wanted it to be round. I can I can appreciate uh, a nice round number here and there as long as we're continuing the fat shaming episode of the Price Tag Podcast. Fat shaming, fat washing is all the same. (laughs) After you shame it, you got to wash it. (laughs) It goes hand in folds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in between the folds after you. Yeah, after you shame it, then you wash it. Then then it's a little bit less shameful once it's washed. We have four questions coming up after this commercial break. So far, I believe we're in the red, but who knows? Maybe Eric can get us back up into the black. We'll be right back after these messages. Hello, everybody. This is Eric Donaldson, the host of the illustrious Hardmark Podcast, a comedy show where I introduce one professional wrestling match per episode to my co-host, who's never watched wrestling before. For pro wrestling enthusiasts, you can relive famous and infamous moments from the past through the lens of a non-fan. And for anyone unfamiliar with the surreal world of pro grappling, enjoy the window into the strange but lovable mind of my co-host Ryan as he unintentionally destroys my childhood while also debating proper face-washing technique, fear of raccoons, getting hit by cars, and plenty of other ridiculous topics outside of wrestling. So check out the Hardmark Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows, and follow us on Instagram at Hardmark Podcast to keep up with news, clips, and shenanigans, too. Thanks, everybody. And we are back here on Price Tag Pod. Eric, have you been having fun? I've had a great time uh, talking about all things wrestling and uh fat shaming and and all and all and fruit and vegetables and all, all things in between uh here here with you ainsley and that weird saber tooth anecdote which i mentioned at the beginning i don't think i could put that in somewhere yeah no we can get that in but yeah beautiful beautiful writing uh talents I, i'm sure that you know there'll be a book that eventually you'll plug on on this show at some point in time with all of your various poetry about saber tooth tigers biting through birch I, when it's available for pre-order, you let me know. Yeah. <laughs> just deduct it from my winnings. We'll uh, crowdfund it or something. <laughs> yes. So old school gaming has been a big passion of mine before, and I hear it's one of yours. Where did that come from? I My dad had an Intellivision uh, way, way, way back when I was probably like two or three. I have very fuzzy memories of playing that Intellivision. Um, I think my first real video game memory was deleting his Zelda 2 save on the oh. NES. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I was not allowed to touch the Nintendo for a little while after that. Uh, it took him 
several weeks to re recoup his progress, <laughs> but eventually he beat Zelda two and all, you know what? It built character for my dad. He really needed that. Yeah. And sometimes it's all about playing it again, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Especially when you him. just <laughs> to that <laughs> just point. Did it. Yeah. No, everyone, everyone loves replaying entire weeks of progress that you had made when you, you know, were, were playing here and there uh, on Zelda two back in the eighties. It's the equivalent of just walking in after someone's just done the dishes and you just lick individual ones and throwing it back in the sink. It's kind of like, sometimes it's good to do it again. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now you're going to get your process down. Now now you're going to be in a much better position than you would have been otherwise. Yeah, it builds character. Mm, yeah, but yeah, Nintendo was definitely the first system that I put like a lot of time into. And then, you know, since then, I've probably had like most Nintendo consoles, most PlayStation consoles, that sort of thing. So yeah, big... Big old school gaming fan. $25,000. Oh man, this is escalated. Yeah, for the rest of your life, the only form of gaming entertainment you have is RuneScape, E.T. on Atari, and Duck Hunt on NES. How long? <laughs> the rest of my life? How long do you intend on living? <laughs> oh gosh, I, I, I was just trying to make sure you didn't have a plan for me after after this thing. If there was going to be hitmen waiting at my door after uh, the end of this recording, so you could get out of paying me my millions. I mean, it depends on how, how um, accurate your wife is at um, uh, <laughs> that elbow, the, right the elbow. to the heart each time. <laughs> oh gosh, shut to the heart. <laughs> He can, he can write, ladies and gentlemen. He can sing. Can he dance? We'll find out soon. Uh, okay, so I like Duck Hunt a lot. I don't know how much longevity Duck Hunt would have, like for the rest of my life. I'm not an old man, but I, you know, I, I would I would say that I at least have another fifteen to twenty years of like video game playing ahead of me. I, you know, before my hands are crippled with carpal tunnel or whatever. Um, so I've never played what what's the deal with RuneScape just for my own knowledge? Well, just a quick side note, like the re just a comment on the replayability on ET on Atari. <laughs> okay, <laughs> some, sure, please. Some yeah, some people didn't even try playing it once. They just buried it in the desert. <laughs> you know this um conspiracy theory, right? Uh I know the story of of ET for Atari. I didn't realize there was a conspiracy theory. Yeah, so E.T. on Atari is written down to be the worst game ever made because right. they only had five weeks to make it. Steven Spielberg was like, yep, you need a game by Christmas. Here you go. So it was like one developer who took five weeks and he made it. They sold like sold out and then people were like, this is garbage. Right. So they dug, they dug a hole somewhere in Nevada and just buried like most of them because they couldn't sell them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just dug a hole and threw them in. I think so there's a documentary a, about that too, actually. There is, yeah. I don't yeah. think I saw it. Maybe I'm paraphrasing or I'm mixing up my own agenda. Um, <laughs> but that's the replayability on ET. Perfect. No, that's that's a glowing recommendation. So yeah. so that one I've never played, but I, I've seen I've seen that documentary, I'm pretty sure. So I, I apparently you, you can't even like beat it. Like there's glitches that prevent you from even advancing in that game. <laughs> and then what so RuneScape would give me an example. What is Rune is what is that? RuneScape is like an, I guess it's a, like an RPG. It's like, okay. I'm surprised you never played RuneScape. It was a real big thing. Like in the early 2000s, it was like you go online, you have like this armor and you go out mining shit. Like uh, copper and ore. So it's like World of Warcraft, sort of, but not. Yeah, it is basically okay. a similar thing. But then people decide to 
like they take, they take noobs and they're kind of like, oh, hey, we know this amazing place in the Forbidden Forest you should come with, you know, mine some rune. And you take they take you out there and they'll just kill you and take all your stuff. <laughs> okay, so you're selling, you're selling me on this game right now. $25,000 for the rest of my life. How about for the next 30 years? I don't, I don't think so. I don't, like my wife she only plays specific games with me like i try to get her to diversify her game portfolio but it, like it never works so like bubble bobble is one of her favorites um <laughs> we'll play uh like trivia pursuit on the playstation a fair amount too so i yeah i can't i can't do i can't do this not even for 30 years does your wife play just dance no game <laughs> Uh, no, she doesn't do just that. Uh, mo- mostly it's like trivia games and like games where it's sort of like Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune is another big hit here in the Eric Donaldson household. If you smell what Eric Donaldson is playing. I can, I can smell it from here. Yeah. Uh, it's like scotch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it probably does smell scotch and elbow drops. Um, <laughs> man, 30. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I need a little bit more flexibility on, on, on this, I think. 25 years, 25,000. Oh, gosh. I, uh, what if there's, like, some sort of time limit? Like, I can play other games, but only for, like, you know, uh, 15 minutes a piece or something. Oh, God. I, I feel like I'm about to talk to a toddler. You get, you get an hour a week <laughs> screen time, and then it's off and straight to bed. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Okay, so I can play a different game besides the... So I can play those three games as much as I want, but one hour a week, I can play something else that's not those. But that hour a week after you finish playing it, you have to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I want to send you to bed afterwards. Okay, yeah, that's... I mean, that doesn't speak to any (laughs) weird kinks that you have. Um, Gosh. So now, so okay, just to, to kind of rehash so far. So now what, what's on the table is I get to play for up to an hour of a different game, but I have to immediately go to bed. And then when I wake up, I'm getting elbow dropped. And then I have to take a shot of whiskey. Yeah, you know, I you're really into this game. We got no Mario Kart or something. And I just flip the switch like an old school parents come now. You got to get up early for morning. You know, you're going to get your elbow dropped and, you know, you got things to do. What a truly horrible existence I'm having. Oh, why did I sign up for this? This, this, this fictional is, money. That's why. This is miserable. Um, you know what? Can we go a little bit over on the money? Because this, this is truly horrible that I literally, you gave me those three games. I'm assuming Duck Hunt will work. On, on these modern TVs. I don't even know. Like this, you may just be limiting to me to two games and like a non-functioning duck hunt. Uh, and then I have one hour per week, which we didn't even clarify if this is like, you have up to an hour once a week or if I can like spread it out over 15 minute increments. We didn't even get into that, but can I get a little <laughs> bit more money for this? Cause I feel like this is already going to bite me in the ass. If you're going to spread into 15 minute increments and you have to take a nap afterwards. <laughs> I okay for, for twenty five. No, it got it's got to be a little bit over that. This this would lower the quality of my life in such a significant degree. 
I'll give you 27. 27,000. 25 okay. years. I'll take it. I'll take 27. And not happily, by the way. Oh, absolutely not. This sounds miserable. I hate naps, Ainsley. I can't stand naps. You're not a napper? No, I'm not a napper. No. I, okay. I'll do it like on a very rarely. Like I probably take like two or three naps a year. <laughs> Sounds like you do it consecutively to get it over with. Right, exactly. <laughs> right in January, I just get my quota out of the way. And then never no, I just I don't know. I I'm always like trying to fit as much in in like a given day as I can. So naps just for me is very counterintuitive. To, like there's so many other things I'd rather be doing than sleeping. But I do love sleep. I just hate being elbow dropped out of it. Yeah. I wouldn't want to wish that upon anyone. <laughs> could be worse. She could be leg dropping me like Hulk Hogan out of my sleep. That I wouldn't trust her athletic ability to be able to do that safely. The elbow drop, I think she could pull off. Or you wake up to an angle lock. And uh, <laughs> as, you're, as you're getting locked, you have to take that whiskey shot. That would be much more annoying only because I would have to teach her how to do it. And then she would get frustrated with me because like, I'd be like, no, you're, t- you're twisting it the wrong way. Like, yeah. Any sort of submission hold. Like, if, uh, oh, you got to wake him up with a figure four leg lock every morning. She would just yeah. get frustrated and leave. Like, I would need to find another person to be waking me up. Or like, she has to DDT you through all these tables. <laughs> you just go right. through so many tables that week. While keeping me asleep the entire time. Yeah, just <laughs> delicately getting me out of the bed headlocking me and then driving me through wherever these tables are going to be set up in our home your garage you have to like drive your car out there you just have a garage for <laughs> you're you've you've quite literally ruined my life with this game Ainsley it's silly um <laughs> would you consider yourself to be an active guy do you ever visit the gym um i have a i have gym equipment in in my home that i use on occasion so yeah, sure. To to some degree, yes. Fifty thousand dollars again for the rest of your life. Oh God! Your phone and laptop can only reach a maximum charge of twenty five percent, and it can only be charged by a treadmill. Oh, Ainsley, fuck off. Um, okay. Can only be charged twenty five percent. And I have for 50,000 for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's think about this rationally. So what do I use my phone for right now? Um, just kind of browsing the internet generally, occasionally text messages and an alarm clock. So I'd be worried about the alarm. I would need to buy an alarm <laughs> clock. I'm going to be too busy at night getting my 15 minutes of playtime in on some something that's not duck hunt. So I'm not going to have time to like be running on treadmills then. And why does it, okay. Can it, can we change it from a treadmill to say an elliptical? That's fine. Okay. But um, from this point onwards, your podcasts are probably going to sound very breathy. Probably. I just, I hate running of all the different things that I could be working out with. Running is my least favorite thing. I would like take an elliptical, you know, weight training, anything over running. Running is like my kryptonite. I'm taking a shot in the dark here. 40,000. I'll give you 40,000, the maximum charge of 30%. And you can be charged by one of those rowing machines. Mm, I'm going to stick with the first offer of the elliptical. Okay. And 25%. I think I'd rather go in that direction as opposed to a 10 grand 
you know, Trump. <laughs> deduction. Yeah, I'm gonna go that that way instead. The the elliptical 25, percent and 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 I'm gonna buy an alarm clock. Fifty thousand dollars is a good alarm clock. <laughs> Best one money can buy. Sure, you could buy Big Ben for that. <laughs> that probably, yeah. No, I, I imagine it would be, you know, on the table for that amount of money. Hey, check Craigslist after the show. You know what? I'm gonna stick to fifty thousand. If you're happy with fifty thousand. Yeah, no, I'm happy with that. Stalemate. Happy, happy wow. days. Look at that. Can I say, historically, I'm very bad about negotiating. The one time, like the last time I purchased a car was the only time I've ever felt good about like negotiating for anything ever. How did that conversation go? So I found that because, so <clears throat> I made an appointment at two different car dealerships and I went to the first one. And I tested, drove the car. It seemed fine. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go. I made an appointment for another one. And like, they did not want me to leave. And so they just kept going down and down and down on their offer and like throwing in all this like bonus stuff. And eventually I was like, oh, this is all that it takes. I just need to have a different offer legitimately that I can believe in and be like, oh, I need to go visit this other thing. And then you can get like whatever you wanted at that first place. And that was the only time I've ever felt like good about a negotiation. I mean, that's progress, I guess. Yeah. Some, some, somehow. Have you found that that hosting this has made you a better negotiator? I don't know how many situations you find yourself in that you need um, to do that. I think it's made me better at standing my own ground a mm. little more. Um, getting to speak to a lot of strangers has helped. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've changed job recently, so meeting new people. And I, I believe my char charisma has gotten better, perhaps. Okay. Um, I'm a negotiator. I don't really negotiate much. I'm a bartender, you know. I mean, people try to negotiate with me, and I shut them down, which is kind of what I do in the show here. So, <laughs> right. but perhaps, yeah. Um, do you enjoy good pizza? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I enjoy good pizza. Do you enjoy pineapple on said pizza? Oh no, I don't. Well, you do now. <laughs> One hundred thousand dollars. Every pizza you eat for the next 30 years has a burnt base and comes with pineapple. Mm. Okay. 30 years. So this, so, so you've officially, we're not having to worry about the rest of my life because I think I'm going to live longer than 30 more years from now. Yeah. Uh, burnt base. See, the pineapple isn't even the worst part of that. The pineapple's like the big attention getter there, but I could like pick that off and I'd be... I wouldn't be pleased with like the pineapple juice that was remaining on the pizza, but like I could live with it. Uh, but the burnt base would be like, that would be awful. <laughs> did, did you even stop to consider this Ainsley, how horrible this would be? Um... <laughs> Have you considered the price that I'm supposedly giving you? Oh man. But okay. So those are the only restrictions is it's gotta be a burnt base. So presumably you're going to be calling into each of these pizza places. Be like, Oh no, is that Eric ordering? Yeah. Yeah. No, we made an burn agreement. It. You, you got to burn it. Just the base. You got to add the pineapple. How about instead of a burnt base, it's like slightly undercooked, like a little doughy. So presumably the cheese isn't affected by this. It's just like the dough itself. No, perhaps like the heat in the oven is just like really high on top. So it melts <laughs> the cheese, but the, the, the dough is just I like, I like the attention to detail on, on this, on this scenario. Yeah. Um, Every oven ever. Yeah. Would that be better? I honestly don't know. I'm like, I can imagine what like a burnt 
bottom of a pizza would be like but have i ever eaten undercooked dough on a pizza would that be better or worse than overcooked i'm not really sure i've had many a frozen pizza oh and i just feel that maybe if you don't cook it right it's just a little that's fair okay um yeah i mean that's a lot of money a hundred grand i probably would not eat a whole lot of pizza if this is like this doesn't sound appealing to me at all but uh yeah, I, I I would probably do it. That sounds that sounds I get it. That's agreeable. Ninety five thousand. Ah. Uh, nah. <laughs> Ninety seven five, and um, I don't know something else. And there's a you know I'll I'll give you something, a little little tweak on that like the the pizza okay i'll give you 975 but the pineapple was stuffed in the crust (laughs) (laughs) deal okay yeah that's that's, yeah okay just because i want to see the pizza guy just like annoying order this is that's you know what that that would make it worth it for me i would show up early (laughs) just to watch them have to stuff pineapple (laughs) into the crust of the pizza like that that's really that's sticking it to a lot of different people besides just me but that's not adding anything either, is it? It's not. It doesn't add texturally. No. Flavor-wise, it's just going to add moisture to the crust, which is not what you want. It's just. Did uh, Did you grow up with like gushers? Did you ever experience gushers growing up? No, I have no idea what that is. It's like a little fruit candy where there would be like juice inside of it. So the idea is you bite down on the on the thing and it would like explode in your mouth with a burst of fruit juice. This would be like that, but with like bread <laughs> and like dried out pizza oven pineapple oh god yeah pizza gushers <laughs> pizza pizza gushers again oh, you... with the a guy with the fat shaming your wrestling name could be eric crust gusher donaldson <laughs> crust, crust gusher uh yeah i don't see any problem with that i imagine that all the independent bookers would be looking to you know get the crust gusher on their show and sign autographs for the kids and sell. A lot I of like that you'd, you'd be under that name for like a couple of years and then someone would mess it up and they call you the gust crusher the gu- and, <laughs> <laughs> and you become a, like a flatulent problem. Right. Exactly. There, there's a lot of different ways you can, I mean, it, pro wrestling, it's all about evolving your character. So the, the yeah. crust gusher evolving into the gust crusher, uh, <laughs> just, it just makes sense. Look out undertaker. We got a new, we got a new, Big dog that's running this yard. <laughs> Should work on your mic skills. <laughs> we got a big dog working this yard. We got a big dog and he's on a leash right now, Undertaker. But guess what? That leash is starting to wear down after years of being left in the rain. Can you smell what I'm gushing? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> <laughs> if you smell what the crust gusher is gushing. <laughs> Oh, my mouth my mouth hurts we really haven't sworn that much that line may have made this an explicit level podcast i guess yeah at least like maybe not explicit but you know when things have some sort of film around it you know (laughs) i feel like this comes with a slime layer this episode Mm This is it's right. That sentence was the audio equivalent of when people have little spittle things that form in their corners of their mouth this was like that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man winning people over hearts and minds yeah we have come to your final question for this okay. evening okay 
You're a passionate comedy fan, right? Do you remember your very first hysterical laugh, a big belly laugh? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably Looney Tunes. I loved Looney Tunes growing up. So it would probably have to be like, uh, you know, the pro wrestling Bugs Bunny episode or like the barber one where he's cutting Elmer Fudd's hair or something something like that. It had to be a Looney Tunes. I remember the operatic episode. The most, oh, that one's good. I love that one. Classic. And all yeah, the opera house is like falling down around them and the guy's shirt's mm -hmm. kind of rolling up. Yeah. Quarter of a million dollars. Okay. From now on, you can see all punchlines coming. Similar in a way when you hear a knock-knock joke and you don't really find it that funny because the punchline is always obvious. Right. <clears throat> so I can see the punchline. Uh, okay, so this is like you're changing my brain now is what's happening. The thing is, even though, like, for example, like a, a good knock-knock joke still, like, you know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's pretty obvious what's going to happen, you know. Yeah. You know when there's, uh, but it's still somewhat cute, like comical, even though you understand what's coming. Sure. So you're still, you still have the ability to find things funny. It's just nothing really takes a left turn anymore. Comedy is just um, two plus two equals four. So you're basically, so it's not even that I'm, it's just my brain is now functioning at such a level where I'm hearing these setups for jokes. And like in my brain, it's like, I know where they're going. So I'm not intrinsically finding it as funny as I would otherwise. This is, this is devious. I don't, yeah, man, 250. I see punchlines. Um, I think that that's okay. And just to, and, and I know that me saying that is going to get me a lower dollar amount because apparently that's how this show works. But absolutely, the, <laughs> the, I can rationalize it this way. Like, I'm sure we all have movies where we kind of like go back to and like they are just as funny, you know, the fifth, sixth, seventh time watching it as it was like the first time. Like for me, I love Big Lebowski. I love Dumb and Dumber. And even though like I've heard those jokes a million times, I still find them hilarious. So like there's certain elements of comedy. Like if I was to go to a stand-up show where I wouldn't enjoy it as much, but there's still other ways that I could still get some some form of comedy out. So I, I will ag agree to that and await your counter offer here. Uh, another thing to open your mind is that I don't know if you were ever to consider going into stand-up comedy, but it would be almost near impossible now because nothing you would write, you would find funny because you'd be like, ah, that's too on the nose. But the thing is to you, everything is on the nose. Everything is too obvious. <laughs> so you're ruining my uh, ability to ever be <laughs> become a stand-up comedian if I should. In a sense. Okay. I mean, it's fun. It, I did actually write down like premises of jokes like years ago. I haven't done anything with them, but the fact yeah. that you're literally crushing a potential ambition that I even haven't, you know, determined that I want to do for sure. That's kind of, kind of fucked up. Um, but, but I mean, it's, you're setting the rules. So now, <laughs> now I can't, I can't do that because my ability to write comedy will be ruined. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, that's fine. That's, yeah, no, that's okay. I'm agreeable to that. 230,000. Mm. Ah, okay. Is there a way, is there anything else bad about this besides what you've described? Is there something, is there an avenue of this that I'm not looking at that, because I'm inclined to say yes, unless there's some other element of this that would really ruin. Like if someone's just telling me an anecdote, like let's say I'm at, at like a party, I'm going to know where this anecdote is going, won't I? 
Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at fake laughing, Ainsley. I don't know that I'm going to be able to like make friends now. Maybe you would just be seen as the guy that just, uh, you know, the people that are quite quiet, so they seem wise. My brother's one of these people. It's like you, t- you can tell him something which is very funny, and he was kind of like smile, <laughs> and you're kind of like, oh, that's nice. Like you're not hated at parties. You yeah. just don't raise the volume. You know, you're not raising the roof. Sure. Uh, and that does, I'm gonna have to like change my whole personality after after this happens because that's not how I'm wired now. I feel like my Ricky Gervais esque laughter wins me over with people, so I'm gonna have to figure out a new avenue to to go down. Yeah, can can we bump it to 2:35? Is that acceptable for you? 2:34. <laughs> okay, deal. 2:34 <laughs> it is. Oh. You're too nice. I know. Yeah, it's a real, no, I, real problem. I was uh, I was wrestling with the idea of whether I wanted to like try and go for the high score, which I'm sure I did not have, uh, or if I just wanted to like be, you know, very true to my like. Would I actually do these things for this amount of money? That sort of thing. I think I I veered more towards the latter. I don't know. Who knows how I did? I'm well. You you will soon, but you know. Uh, <laughs> That is foreshadowing, and I appreciate that. Who knows? <laughs> we will very soon. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, the whole sh- everyone listening to the show will in the span of like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to tally up all of the price points we've just come across. So this is your time to speak to the mic, tell the people who you are, what you do, and uh, your love for things and stuff. So shoot. Perfect. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Eric Donaldson. You've heard me for the past several minutes. Uh, we've talked about some wrestling. And the reason that we've mentioned wrestling here today is because I host a program called the Hard Mark Podcast, where I introduce a professional wrestling match to my co-host who has never watched professional wrestling before. And so we talk about the backstory, we watch the match, and then I have him rate uh, and rank that match on our ever-growing list. And so the idea is that we're kind of getting this outsider to pro wrestling, kind of getting his thoughts on different notable matches and moments in pro wrestling history. Uh, and I would consider my co-host to be the closest thing to a Carl Pilkington that I have met uh, in my day-to-day life. So I, I love just picking his brain, seeing if I can rattle him uh, about uh, different things in life, such as uh, what animals he would be afraid of, whether it be a raccoon or a porcupine or whatever the case may be, uh, tattoos uh, and all points in between. So uh, check it out, Hardmark Podcast. You can find it everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Are you ready to hear the price of your dignity tonight? Oh, gosh. Uh, yes, I, 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 am, I am ready. Or today. I'm not. Tonight, today. <laughs> Yeah. This evening, this afternoon, whichever you call it. We have been through an entire journey today. We have been elbowed. We have been drowning in scotch. (laughs) We've been playing duck hunt and uh, we've even been taking naps in the middle of the day. Reluctantly. (laughs) Reluctantly taking naps in the middle of the day. The price of your dignity today is $410,368. Okay. All right. That's not, I was worried. I wanted to be above that 400 mark. So, yeah, that's important. I think <laughs> very, I want to be in the tournament of champions uh, at the end of the season. So I just want to make sure I'm above that threshold. 
Yeah, I always say four four hundred thousand is around the five. You know, that's a benchmark. That's a good one. So I, okay. I I think you should be pretty happy. I mean, how do you how do you feel? Do you think that really sums up everything that we've discussed? And uh, yeah, you know what? I think because so many of those, I think I'm very adaptable and, and that I can sort of roll with a lot of punches. So especially with those earlier rounds, like you know, some of those things like you know, drinking whiskey for a week, whatever. Like I I could do those things and it would be fairly nominal in terms of my overall men- mental health i think for me that that the biggest problem would be that video games one that is one that i can see being uh an, an issue i'm glad that we got it down to like 20 25 years a mere 25 years but uh yeah the, the rest of those i think i can i can power through for a brief moment then i felt like um i was like give trying to you were trying to ask for a job at my company you're kind of like i'm very flexible i can drink <laughs> whiskey every morning for a week <laughs> uh, uh ainsley you want to know my biggest weakness uh, sometimes i just care too much about the the job at hand you know i, I i'm a really great multitasker um everybody said you know i'm really good at, at d- dissolving conflict so uh real go-getter know, i'm a real guy real i'm never uh, if you're not if you're not early you're late that's what i would say <laughs> If there's things to go and get gone, I have gone and got it. I'm a get goer. <laughs> when there is getting and there is going. That's right. They they call me the 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 crust gusher, and and you know what? I don't stop until I gush that crush. <laughs> I'm not gonna go to sleep tonight with all of these things rattling around my head. <laughs> that'll be that'll be fun. Then you get to be woken up by an elbow drop. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I guess we were gonna do you have anything to say to the listeners before we sign off today? Uh, not just, you know, I really appreciated the opportunity to win that $410,000. I'm looking forward to the cashier's check being sent to my home. I'll make sure to send you my address here, Ainsley, uh, shortly afterwards. Yeah. And... We've been having a real problem with FedEx. Um, oh. they, they don't, yeah, there's been a, yeah. I don't know who keeps getting our checks, but hey, that's, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure that mine will come through without any issue. Uh, I've got a lot of contacts there, but, but yeah, I had a really great time. Chuck out hard mark everybody uh when when and if you have the opportunity which i'm sure will be will be very soon absolutely i've been easy blake and made to been price tag podcast and we'll see you next time goodbye